0: I'm Mario Munoz reporting for the Real Grande Guardian International News Service. This is one of the Meet the Candidate series podcasts for the Real Grande Guardian. Steve Taylor spoke to a candidate for Hidalgo County Judge Tanya Ramirez. Here's Steve Taylor. We're in McAllen, Texas today for the latest in our Meet the Candidates series, and today we're meeting up with Tania Ramirez, who is a candidate for Hidalgo County Judge, currently City Commissioner in the city of McAllen. And uh, we've got three or four questions we want to ask. So first of all, welcome, Tania.
1: Hello. How are you doing? Thank you so much for allowing me to come up.
0: And so my first question, Tania, why should voters vote for you?
1: Well, first of all, I really care about our community. I believe that our people come first and that's something that we need to focus on. And that's one thing that our county lacks right now, which is the care and the attention to the people of our county. Also because we need to start moving faster. We need to work harder and more efficiently when it comes to not just not just our state, our, our county, uh, funding but also when it comes to resources. and those are those are the things that we need to we need to start focusing on and I believe that our current administration is not focusing on any of that. Right now we're in a point in our country where we need to start focusing on our future, not on the next fiscal year. We need to focus on the next 10 or 20 years of our county. If we don't, then we're going to be left behind and i think that urgency that that is the reason why i'm running
0: are you saying that at the moment the current administration is not thinking about the next 10 years
1: no i don't believe so and and it's especially when it comes to the drainage and i think that's one thing that 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 we can we can kind of pinpoint on that we how are we going to be preparing for to bring more companies down here to bring more uh, people to live here the development when our own infrastructure is still in the last century or two now we had we had a referendum back in 2018 with 37 drainage projects out of those 37 projects only a handful of those projects have been completed so if we're not putting an emphasis on on our ground you know, to get our ground ready for the, the development of the future, then what are we doing, right? We need to make sure that we have adequate infrastructure to, to prepare for the future. So that, that just shows us how, one, we're moving very slowly. Uh, we're not moving as efficiently as we should then we also need to have more oversight about our, uh, for our projects, everything that they're doing in, the, in, in county-wide. Now, when it comes to our resources, we used to be number 7th, largest county in Texas. Now we're number 8th. So instead of going forward, we're moving backwards. And there's a lot of resources out there that we have not been able to tap into because of the lack of attention. So we need to speak louder. We need to make sure that we address the issues that our community needs and take that, go to Austin, go to Washington, and let's get those resources because we are in an area that we're, we're a large county and we're not getting what we deserve.
0: You mentioned there the, uh, the size of the county. Now we're the eighth largest. We used to be the seventh. And everyone that lives here knows that we are, our population is growing and so that implies that either those other counties are growing faster than, than we're growing or um, uh, perhaps a lot of people during the last census weren't counted and many people have said that's the reason people weren't uh, filling out the forms, they weren't um, answering the doors to any enumerators that were out there on behalf of the Census Bureau etc. So you can't surely lay the blame of a lower than expected census count on the county judge or the county administration, can you?
1: I think we do, and I think it's more for the lack of innovation. We need to learn how to adapt to change, to the new generation, right? So, and actually, uh, when when as a, as a city commissioner, I created this amazing event. Uh, it, it was um, "Somos Humanos, Todos Contamos," which is a, it was a, a telethon. So instead of going door to door calling people or anything like that, we had people calling us to register for the census. So we were running out of time because we were I trying- believe
0: you won an award for that.
1: Oh, yes. We were nationally recognized uh, on Market Watch uh, with uh, Wall Street. The, uh, it's one of the magazines from Wall Street. And also, actually, the city of McAllen, we won uh, the one of the top we won the the best city in Texas and the highlight of that award was the telethon that I created. And so that's what we need. We need innovation. We need new ideas. And we don't we can't be afraid of what's new or what's coming. I think COVID hit us at a time in, in our in our nation and also in our state in our county where especially in our county where we were stuck still on the pen and paper world right? So why start just thinking like, okay, we're going to go knocking on doors, signing people up and doing all that. Let's think outside the box. And that's what we're missing in our county. We're missing those ideas. Now, when I came up with the idea of doing the telethon and we had the people answering the phones, we had people calling in and we had people calling out, right? So the incentive was a $10,000 price. They can have a Rolex, we had meet and greets with celebrities because I worked together with Hermes Music Foundation. I also got together with Futuro Hispano, which is a nonprofit out of Houston, and they're the ones that provided the $10,000 price. And then actually, and I'll brag a little bit, my law firm was the one that that sponsored the um, the vacation packages as well. So people were calling for a chance to win something. So I don't think we need to be afraid of doing different things like that and that's what and I will tell you that that's what got the city of McAllen to be the number one city in Texas because we got it for our innovation and it, and when they when they gave the award guess what was the big thing that popped up in the screen it was the, the telethon that I created which I'm very proud of very proud.
0: You're in your early 30s and uh, so you are much younger uh, than 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 the other candidates. What sort of style of government c- can we expect from a county run by someone so young as yourself?
1: And I'm very proud, and it's not if we win. When we win, uh, we I will be, uh, yes, uh, a young third, uh, young thirties. <laughs> I'm actually 33 years old, uh, and this whole I think it's not just happening here, it's happening all over the nation. Uh, We saw it happening in Harris County and we've actually, actually even seen it around the world where the people in my generation are starting to get more involved in politics. Why? Because I believe that my generation, it's our turn to take our cities, our county, our state, our nations to the next century. Because I believe that we were in this, we had this gap in between generations, which is probably between the generation of Judge Cortez and myself. And I think that's what Judge Cortez is. It's just been the system that's just been working. We've been we've been riding along just fine, right? We haven't really rocked the boat much. Now, with this new generation, I think we get a lot, we, I think my generation gets criticized a lot for like, the millennials, you know, that, oh, well, they... They want to do this and sometimes they want to create their new jobs. We're the generation that's creating new jobs. We're the generation that's caring for people. We're the generation that is not only making money for themselves, but is also helping our community. And one of the things that I really want to emphasize is that we care about people. I think we care more about people than money. We care more about people than getting credit for things. We care more than awards. It's like, well, everybody gets a trophy. It's the generation that everybody gets a trophy. Well, no, you know, I think we all deserve credit for the things that we do. And it's just, that that type of generation that we're Mm -hmm. going towards.
0: But some people are afraid of change, and maybe some of the older voters may be concerned about the leadership that you would provide the county, you're saying here today to ask to the Rio Grande Guardian listeners that older voters should not be afraid that the government would not, the county government would not be in a safe pair of hands with you as judge.
1: Oh, no. And actually, I think, and I will tell you also, the, the average age in our county is my age, <laughs> and I actually didn't realize this until I became City Commissioner McAllen, where I guess we were doing like all these studies and stuff. And the average age in McAllen and around our county is about is between the age of thirty and thirty five. So when you start focusing on also serving that large population here in our county now, and the other the older generations, you don't got to worry about us, <laughs> like. Like I said, we care about everybody. Like you know, I, I care I, I care about kids as much as I care about the elderly, as much as I care about my parents, I care about my siblings that are also my age. So it we shouldn't be afraid of of what's coming. I think we should be excited. We should be excited of taking this new venture. And and everybody's been comparing this race with it's the old politics versus the new politics. And I will tell you, like in in Harris County, we can I can give you that example, when uh, when uh, Judge Hidalgo ran over there, when she actually had a big voter turnout. Why? Because her generation, which also my generation, got involved in voting, and those were numbers that Harris County had never seen. So. I'm hoping that's why I've also not only have I been focusing on going to visit, you know, the um, the older the older generations, but also focusing on my generation, and also the generation behind me, which they're already eligible to vote from 18 and up that. Hey, guys, come on. We need to get involved in our in our in our democratic system because we're so many of us. Like I said, the average age in our county is between 30 and 35.
0: You believe you can you you can be still as effective as the current administration in terms of getting the res- resources you mentioned earlier getting the resources this county deserves because of its size from austin and washington you're you're confident you're telling the voters that you can bring bring the resources that we we deserve because of our population
1: uh, yes we can i'm not afraid to ask questions i'm not afraid to learn new things i'm also not afraid to open the door, <laughs> or answer the call, or any of that. First of all, I think we need to focus in making sure that we're taking care of our, of our county, making sure we're taking care of our people. And like I said, some little things such as like technology, right? Those are little changes that could save us so much money as well in our resources. The other thing is being transparent having a transparent government. Like right now, being inclusive. And actually, I'm actually very proud of the work that I did in the city of McAllen because I worked very closely with the, with the special needs community, disability community, and we were able to do so much just in, in a short amount of time. We did the, the adult changing tables at our parks we expanded sidewalks so we can have people with um, with wheelchairs. We added subtitles to our city commission uh, commission meetings and workshops. We were we added a disability advisory uh, board so that way that we can have more. So I think people shouldn't be worried about me not being able to do my job. I think I know how to do the job, and the job is about taking care of our people, including everybody, and listening. And I think those three things will take our county to the next level. Actually not, I think I know it will because at the end of the day, if we can get more community input as to what are the needs of our, of our people, because everybody, when they run, they always run on drainage. They always run on drainage. Every single person in every single city, they all run on drainage. Well, have they fixed it? <laughs> no, they haven't. And like like I said, like we need, there's something, we need to work differently. We need to work in a different way. We need to move faster. We need to include our community. I've had county employees that have told me like on the, all these drainage projects, they're like, Tanya, the pipes they have been sitting there for years. Why is that? And once you start asking questions, I think the more you realize that the job is not getting done. So that's something that we, we need a more, a stricter oversight on all this because the county judge is the one that controls, uh, controls the agenda.
0: Give us the three top issues you're running on and the three top issues you're hearing from the voters.
1: Well, obviously, the top issue is always drainage, right? Uh, but I believe that we need, one of the things I'm running for is for, for unity unity in our in our county that is why i have about 12 mayors that are openly supporting me Um, that's actually the majority of the mayors and we need to unify our county so we can work on the next two decades of our county we need to figure out what what it is what's the identity of hidalgo county and what we want to be when we move forward that's one thing unity and make this master plan of what we want, how we're going to look like the next 10 to 20 years, prepare for our next generations. Two, we need to focus on creating innovation, innovative programs where we involve our community, we bring them to the table, we talk to them, we're going to be doing town hall meetings so that that way we can get that community input and give the people the voice that they desperately need. So we keep, so by not finishing what we're doing, we're letting them down. We're, we're shutting off their voice because they don't want to vote. And so we need to get them involved. We need to get our community involved, give them their voice back, you know, and make sure that they're the ones that are running our agenda. So we're going to be creating the, the, the county agendas based on what the people want, not what the engineers want not what the lawyers want, not what the other commissioners want. is what the people want because the county judge controls that agenda. We're going to be a transparent government. We're going to make sure our website actually, it actually works and it's an easy access of information for people. Not get people to run around when it comes to getting public information. If you're not a reporter or an attorney or something, it's so hard to get any information out of the county also making our meetings accessible. The meetings right now, they're, they're while we're all at work. The first thing we're going to do is we're going to change those meetings. Those meetings are going to be in the afternoon after 5. We're going to start them at 5.30 to make sure people have time to get there and sign up for public hearing, uh, for public hearing, and we're also going to make them public. We're going to put the subtitles and we're going to make sure Every person understands what's going on in their county. There will be subtitles in English, and there are also going to be subtitles in Spanish. So our, our people that only speak Spanish also knows what's going on in their community.
0: You're promising that if elected county judge, these town hall meetings are going to continue.
1: Oh, yes. And actually, I think people should kind of look at what I've done as city commissioner. Um, I started hosting meetings. Literally, I had the first meeting after... I uh, want to say two to three months after getting elected. And we had a really good turnout. And we did a we did a survey. We kind of asked people what they wanted, what were their top five priorities uh, in their community. Then we came back, took them. Also, I took every single director. And I feel so bad because I don't think they had ever done that. And, you know, our meetings were long. So we had, but this is where I found out that people really do care. We had about... We had actually every single director for the city of McAllen, not the assistant director, no, the head of the departments was there at that town hall meeting. The, The things that they wanted at the town hall meetings, we took them back and we got them done. Also the disability advisory board, that was something that the, um, that, that community wanted and I made it happen. And I will say I, because I made that happen. I got together with the um, with a, a group of advocates, about three advocates, which are amazing people, and we we talked about what the what the what the disability board was going to look like. So I kind of knew that I was going to get a little pushback. So because I knew I was going to get that that pushback on on creating this solo advisory board for our disability community, I got I went in there prepared. I did my research. I found out all the other cities around Texas and in the nation that have a disability advisory board, which actually a lot of them do, and we didn't. I also I gave them an example because they're like, well, we can just put them in. We can just put one member from that community in each community and just at the advisories that we already have. Why? They're gonna lose their voice in the other commun- in the other committees. So, so I that's what that was my defense. So it's like, okay, fine, Tanya. And, and, then, and then they're like, well, I guess we can send it back to our city attorney. That way he can do the research. I have the research right here. I already had looked up the bylaws for the other, for the other advisory boards. Um, like, here they are. It's going to be X amount of members. These are the qualifications to be on this board. This is going to be the name of the board. I had everything ready. So if they had any questions, any concerns, any changes, we're going to address them right there. And I told our city manager, I'm like, make sure it's not just a workshop, but it's also on our agenda. So I get, I believe we tabled it that time just so they can, they can put everything together, because I emailed the city attorney everything that I had uh, prior to that. And then the following meeting, we were able to approve it. And I was very proud of that, very proud. I think it's important to tell people what I did in McAllen because, if anything, that tells people I'm an extremely hard worker. I care about the needs of our community and I'm ready. I'm so ready to take that energy and that perseverance <laughs> and take it to our county. So that way, not just the people of South McAllen get, get an elected official like Tanya. A representative
0: like tanya but the whole county does tanya ramirez thank you so much for today's interview i think we've all learned a lot more about you i appreciate this uh, podcast and see you on the campaign trail that was a candidate for hidalgo county judge tanya ramirez speaking to steve taylor This is one of the Meet the Candidate series podcasts, a public service of the Rio Grande Guardian International News Service. I'm Mario Munoz reporting.